So far in our series of Vocabulary Detective podcasts by Lexonic, we've looked at Greg, Track, Com and Press. My favourite and most useful one I've been using recently has definitely been com because it can then also be turned into com, co, col or com, all meaning together or with. So I'm conjubilant that you are commencing your communication with me and my comrades in the commencement of this episode of Vocabulary Detectives. Hello Vocabulary Detective friends, how are we all this week? Good, how are you? Right. Yeah, thank you, Sarah. I, I heard you both giggling at my introduction there. I think that was very unprofessional. <laughs> I loved it. I loved Sorry. it. I, I, I don't know why I'm apologising. It was great. <laughs> I wondered how long you were going to go on for. <laughs> well, I did consider a few more, but I'm loving conjubilance. That's my new word of the week. I've been using that a lot, isn't it? Coming together with joy and, 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 and wonder. I absolutely love it. Um, yeah, it's lovely. It's lovely to have you all tuning in again, listeners. And there is a, a triangle of detectives again this session. We've got myself, Lisa and Anne, who are going to be exploring all things stems, prefix, roots and suffix. So Anne, do you want to take us away on what the focus this week is? So the focus this week is duck, the stem duck. Um, and uh, duck, I, I find this, this quite fascinating, actually. When I first discovered what duck meant... Um, I was um, reading about uh, a duchess. Um, I, I quite like my history, so I often have a bit of a, a delve into history. Um, and, and duck means to, to, to lead. So duke or duchess, that's, that's the, the, the definition there. So there are lots and lots of words when you think about it that have ducked in or duck or ducked in. Um, so actually, I think... Perhaps, Lisa, you, you could give us your morphemic analysis of a couple. Would you, would you like to yeah. have a go? Yeah. Um, so one, I mean, talk about history and, and uh, my love of history. This one comes straight out of history. Aqueduct. Aqueduct. So aqua, we know, is water. Like in, um, sounds different in some of its uses, but like in the word aquarium. Um, so, and then duct, you said, is to lead or to take. So it's a channel, isn't it, that's leading water often diverting water away or around yes, something abso yeah. absolutely absolutely aqueduct so i i visualize my mind goes to those wonderful uh, structures uh, of the aqueducts in in ancient rome of course um yes. so that sort of leads us to another word viaduct what's a viaduct are, are you going to do this one or am i doing this one Go on, Lisa, you, you, you oh, do. Thanks. You're better than me. <laughs> <laughs> a viaduct, um, again, you often see them on structures, so it's leading, so, again, that idea of diverting via, um, diverting something. Um, you, have, you can often see them around... Um, Bridges, am I right in that yeah, one? Yeah, no, absolutely. It's not, not dissimilar in structure, is it, to an yeah. aqueduct, but, but it's more to yep. do with roads and railways and, 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 and so on. So, yep. um, yeah, so there's the, two great duck words. Where, um, a word I often use, with, um, particularly with students, is the word conductor, because it can be used in a couple of different contexts, a couple of different subject areas. Um, where does your mind go to with the word conductor, Anne? Um, well, I always think I, I think of an orchestra, uh, okay. and, and and the conductor being at the front, and 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 therefore leading uh, the um, the musicians and, and bringing them together. Hence the con, because the yeah. con bringing 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 them together. So he's leading and bringing the orchestra together, so that you get these 
beautiful pieces of music. Yeah, I'm clearly less cultured. Vote, hopefully. I'm <laughs> clearly less cultured because I went to the buses. Yeah, conductor. Fair enough. <laughs> it's the same thing. And we shouldn't forget our little uh, suffix at the end there, the OR meaning a, a thing that or a person who. So in both of your examples, whether it be a bus or whether it be um, in front of an orchestra, it's a person who's leading. Um, or you could be in science, of course, as well, where it then becomes an object, a conductor that allows the leading through of kind of electrical currents. Mm. Um, so it's quite... It's quite interesting. But the orchestra is one I go to as well, so you don't get your vi violinists doing their own thing. So they, they're bringing them together so that it sounds pleasant. Um, okay, what about abduct? Abduct. Oh, well, uh, abduct. Well, actually, this takes me back to ab, which we discussed in a previous episode. Um, so ab meaning away, is, mm -hmm. is that correct? Away from, yeah. So it's so, a so meaning, meaning away. So... so Duct meaning to lead, so it's literally leading away. So it's got, got sinister undertones, hasn't it? Abduct, you know, yeah. to lead somebody away or something away. Yeah. Um, yeah. You often you often have more violent connotations there, don't you? Or rather than lead. Um, but yeah, it's it's an interesting one. And then you've got um abduct you've got abduction, which an ad adduction i learned a new word as well i thought it was a spelling mistake when i was looking at something but to bring together or to to move away um limbs from the from the body um so that was quite Gosh. cool but yeah nice duct is a really nice one i think it, it's they're all just so fascinating and like the, the thing that i'm loving about these episodes is the more that we do them and we're linking things together you can f i can feel my brain just firing more and more and more and like you said in the last episode Lisa, it's that habitual nature of of vocabulary isn't it and making sure we yeah. practice and rehearse and challenge repeat challenge repeat that we always talk to people about that's super important with anything that we're, we're trying to learn um mm -hmm. so how else Lisa like in the real world obviously morphemic analysis is so important but how other ways have you kind of like demonstrated this vocabulary instruction being important um well I guess it's the ones that kind of um stick with me are, are real life examples that you hear from some of our schools that we work with um or you know, chatting with with friends who are who are teachers. Um, so one of them was in one of our. It was a north a northeast school, and one of the teachers who had been trained to deliver the intervention, Lexonic Advance, he opened up um, a test paper. The students were in the hall doing it. He was looking at the test paper, and it was just kind of a real horrible moment when he opened it up and he realised that one of the key words was the word monarch. He it dawned on him then and there. Actually, I think I always refer to king. I, you know, that's that was the word that he would often use. Now they mean the same thing, but unless you've got a, um, a student who is capable to do that morpheme analysis, they might skip that question. You know, so it, it goes back to I think Anne's Anne's point about being that vocabulary role model. Mm -hmm. um, again, a similar one. But this was um, a, a nice, a nice example. Was a student coming out of um, this? Was, this was fed back to a colleague. Student coming running out of the exam hall. Sir, sir, sir. Um, I got my lexonic out in that exam question. So he'd looked at the question was something about give a possible um, response for a propon proponent of euthanasia. 
Now, on hearing that, you would probably think that euthanasia would be the word that would cause a student difficulty. But because it was in the curriculum, it was a key word identified. Yeah, yeah. He'd explicitly taught that and they'd engaged with it. That was fine. The word that was new to them, which wasn't covered, was proponent. So he then got, well, what do I recognize? What do I know? I know what pro means. I know that's forward. What's op opponent? And so he'd worked it out. And quite easily, that could have been a, either a question that you answered and got it wrong. You'd come up from the, not if you didn't understand what proponent was, that was the hinge there. So I just thought that were, both examples there will kind of slap you in the face. This is why this is important. And it goes back to what we've said in previous episodes. I know Anne, you were discussing this last time, was about how just making sure that we're constantly giving students and children this rich vocabulary environment. But all, and all the time, it's not going to happen immediately. You know, we know things about prefix, suffix and stems because it's our bread and butter. But you, you can be just picking up little bit, little few. So rather than learning lists of words, actually learning five prefix or suffix over yeah. a couple of weeks is going to potentially allow you to be that independent investigator, which yeah. is an awesome that we absolutely totally strive for. And um, what about mm. yourself, Anne? Anything else that you've like kind of been picking up recently that, that's just really interesting about vocabulary? And Yeah, I mean, I think we can underestimate the importance of, of vocabulary in, in real terms. I, I'm going to quote somebody here, actually. Um, Hazlitt, he said... Um, if you do not know the words, you can hardly know the thing. Um, and, and therefore, vocabulary has a real perception in our real day-to-day -day lives. So an example of this might be, and this, the, the research on this is, is, is arguable, um, um, and there's been a lot of research right the way back from 1880 on this, but um, on the Eskimos or the Inuit language and how they have a uh, X number of words for snow and as a result they actually perceive snow in a different different way to what we might do so we might look out the window and say, oh look it's snowing well what type of snow is it what are the results of that snow what are the dangers of that snow what are the consequences of that snow well they have different words that that actually enable their perception of that snow to be to be different uh, and th and this is not only life changing but actually life saving because if they say to a neighbor that um well you mustn't go out today because the snow is this particular word for that particular snow then it's a warning whereas we might go oh great it's snowing great lovely we'll get outside <laughs> and play in it um, and for all we know it might be life-threatening um, so actually language and vocabulary can change your perception of the world well how powerful is that and how important yeah. is that so if you've got an enriched vocabulary your world is literally enriched mm. So what, what your yeah, life experience. Without doubt, yeah. what, you, what you're kind of hinting on there as well, it, it's that inference behind the words we use, isn't it? That it's not just about the actual word, it's about choosing the right word for the right context or the right time because actually that's going to give a sensory experience as well as just actually like a, a, an understanding of something. Um, I used to often say to students that you've got to think about your, your vocabulary and the words you use like a box of quality street. So like, I'm quite a fussy eater and I don't just dive head on into a box of quality street. I sit with it and I have a look <laughs> and I really figure out which quality street in that moment I want. 
And then I put it in my mouth and I hold it in my mouth for a while and I let my brain and my mouth kind of work together. And I think it's the same with vocabulary, especially when we're starting to think about using it as a creative art. So if we're doing a piece of writing or poetry or whatever, or you want to do a speech, you've got to choose your words and just literally hold them in your mouth. So rather than say, oh, I'm, I'm scared, hold that in your mouth and that's fine. But if you were to hold the word petrified, in your mouth it gives you a whole different sensory experience and then that inference that's behind it allows you then to then really explore and expand what it is you're trying to communicate yeah and i actually actually sarah that's that's really really interesting a good point because again that's that's almost life-saving so if somebody says i'm sad you might think oh well they're having a bit of an off day but if they say actually i'm depressed yeah. so they're using a different word but it's it's got more gravitas and it perhaps alerts people that actually i need to really think about this this person's feelings so using that vocabulary can literally be life-saving can't it yeah without doubt so all we're trying to do with vocabulary detectives is fill people's quality street box <laughs> with as many options as possible so at the point of need when you want to describe the snow, you can describe all the components of that snow and not just the white stuff that's falling from the sky. And this, I think this morphemic analysis, I sound, I'm getting this drum back out, aren't I? But, <laughs> the, you know, the, the morphemic analysis means that students, it removes the fear of language. You know, if you if you've got this kind of arsenal to play with, then you're more, you'll be more inclined to well. Why does that mean that? And how 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 does this affect? And I think it, it just removes that because language can be scary. Yeah. Um, and, and people can have an arrogance about it. But let's mm. be honest. You know, if, you know, we've all come across people that think they're going to use some fancy schmancy words in order to make us all trip up and look silly. So if you're the person who someone is trying to be that kind of like language bully on. And you can quickly in your head do some processing and, 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 and interpret it and come back at it. Then you know, all power to you in order to, to be able to do that. It's, it's, a, it's a fantastic thing to be able to do. Wonderful mm. thing to be able to do. There's an example that um, Katie, our, our FD, our founder director, the chief, that she often uses there when she was hearing something about Russia and they talked about the annexation. And she was thinking, I've never, I've never really encountered that word in this way. And what he was talking about was an invasion, but the way that it was phrased made it sound really quite, you know, quite yeah. tranquil. And it, oh, it's just the annexation of, um, so, so yeah, it kind of works both ways, both I think. Both ways, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. It can be quite political then, can't it, obviously? It's quite... <laughs> Definitely, all those people that write all those speeches, for, for good old Boris, they'll be making a mint for all the wonderful work that they do in order to get him sounding <laughs> like he's um, Yes, yeah, yeah. Right, I think, I think we're hitting on a certain time of this episode. Well, there's a change up. There's a change up. I've oh. put in a request. Oh, go on then. I've put in a request this week, Anne, for me yes. to be in charge. After my thrashing um, in the last episode, <laughs> I said, right, well, I want to be the quiz horse now. Um, so I've got oh, a game no. for you this time. Oh no, get the music playing. Get the music. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm getting worried. I'm getting very worried. I know, I'm quite, I'm quite, um, I'm quite uh, happy that you're squirming. So the, the, the game this time is um, word webbing. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you 20 seconds. We're going to have two, we've got, I've got a couple of rounds um, uh, sorted. 
you're going to have 20 seconds. I'm going to give you um, an affix, so a prefix, a suffix, or a stem of my choosing, and you're going to be given 20 seconds to write as many linked words to that affix as you can think of. And, and I'm trusting you, you've got your cameras on so I can see when you're writing. So when I shout stop, I want hands got up, my please. pencil, got my pencil, yeah. ready, ready, ready. Um, and the person with the, the most words is the winner, all right? So I'll give you the affix and then I'll count you in. So um, we're going to go with the prefix first. The prefix is uni. One, two, three, go. Oh, how many long have we got? 20 seconds. 20 seconds. Oh, uni. Oh, I wish I could write quicker. <laughs> Remember, I will be, don't be making them up because I'm going to ask uh, you to say them. Uni means one, yeah? Uni, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you after. Um. That's your time. Stop, oh, please. My word, Pen, that's hands the up. shortest 20 seconds. Hands up, hands up, hands up. Right, so uni, as Sarah just said there, uni is one or as one, okay? Like in the word unicycle, one wheel. Oh, do I, have to cast, do I have to cross that one off my list? No, no, I'll oh, let you have You've got that one as well, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, so count up how many words, and then I'll come to you, Sarah. You tell me, and then I've got Anne. nine. Oh, nine. I've got nine, too. Oh, oh. What if okay. they say nine? What, that'd be weird. Right, um, Sarah, read yours. I've got uniform, yep. unicorn, unite, unity, unison, unicycle, unilateral, unique and unitard. <laughs> That's a nice one at the end there. Brill, right? Unilateral nice is a nice one. One-sided, lateral, like quadrilateral, equilateral. Is that why sided. your muscles down the side of your body are your lats? Yeah, your side. lats. Brilliant. Um, right, and did you have any, did you do any ones that differed to Sarah's? Oh dear! Um, there were you quite a few that were the same. I was no. I was paying attention, but not <laughs> enough attention. Right. Okay. Um, so well, I think I got uh, uniform, universal, uh, unifix, <laughs> unison. You, I think you said unison, didn't you? Unification, unicycle. You said unicorn. You said university. So excellent. Okay. Okay. Right. Well, this is the decider. Then we'll see. Oh. Um, the next one, you're going to have 20 seconds again. I'll tell you what it means after the end, I think. Okay. I'll just let you get on. So, the um, we're going to go with another prefix. Bye. One, two, three, go. <laughs> stuck. Sarah's not looking happy with this oh. one. Oh, oh no, that won't be. That'll be bye. Oh. Yeah, that's what yeah, I've got. Yeah, you've got to be careful. Bye. I've got a problem with it. Um... Oh. oh, quite chatty in this round, aren't you? You're not as good with this one. Oh, no. <laughs> right, stop. Stop, pens oh, up. Pens I, think up. I think I've made words up. <laughs> yes, yeah, I think I have. That's why I'm too. getting... I know you're a cheat. So that's why I'm getting you to read them out. So, um, I'll come to you first, Anne. What are your by... How many did you get? Uh, one, two, three, four, five. Five. That's oh. poor. Sarah? I, th I think I got seven, but it, as this young counting, oh. it's a very shaky oh. seven. <laughs> Go on then, give us your seven. Right, bilateral, bilingual, bicep, yeah. biped. Ba sorry, I missed that one. Biped. Biped, right. Bicycle. Yeah. Oh, I've got that one twice. So I only got six. Biform. Biform. By form, like two forms. <laughs> like I'm gonna have to just. 
But right. I, 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 rep I, re I, re I repeated bicycle, so I actually got six. Bye for okay, bye for yeah. Um, you are, well, it's still better than five. Oh, it is better than five. <laughs> so, um, to save face, and what does what is by? By means two. Brilliant. But not to be confused with bio, yeah. which is what I think we were having a problem yeah. with because yeah. your mind was going to bio it's all funny, the time. That, certainly, mine yeah. was. Uh, and bio means life, doesn't yeah, it? So, exactly. very different meanings. Very different very meanings. Different mean well, I'm sorry to say it, Anne. After you beat me last session. This time it goes to Sarah. Well done, Sarah. Oh, shame faced. I'm shame faced. <laughs> I am, I'm, the, the, I am the, a very the... slow writer. <laughs> well, it turns out I'm a slow thinker, as we established in the last one. Um, the, the prize for winning is you get to pick the affix of focus for Ooh. the next podcast. Oh, blimey, like millions to choose from, right? But I do, I, I would actually like us to explore man. Okay. Man, so we'll let's not. Let, yeah, let's not say what it means. Let's leave it there. As, as opposed to woman, or <laughs> just, just, just man. as an affix, a or as a stem. <laughs> oh, I well, see. I understand. I'm not only ending a wonderful uh, episode of the Cabbie Detectives by uh, exploring the uh, the duck affix as we did in, in in huge detail, but by being this week's winner and this week's champion of the games, my first one yet. I'm going to <laughs> throw over the hosting more often so I can do more of them. And Lisa, as always, has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for joining me this week for the Cabbie Detectives, and to all our listeners, keep listening, keep tuning in, and why not start giving us some of the ideas you'd like us to, to explore on the next episodes of the Cabulary Detectives. <laughs> <laughs>